There are many ways people listen to Vision, including in cars through the Vision app. The Vision app is compatible with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So if you have mobile coverage, you can stream any of Vision's live radio channels in crystal clear quality and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts all on the go. There are other ways to connect your phone to your vehicle speakers too. You can see detailed instructions when you Google ways to listen to Vision. However and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. And as we delve into this week's topic, a reminder that some of the content may be of a sensitive nature. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez. Okay, well, welcome to this week's show. It is wonderful to have you tuning in. It is Tim and Dez with you as we step into this week's Momentum. And uh, fantastic to have you tuning in. Hope you're doing well as well as we step into uh, another great topic, which we'll get to in just a moment. But let's uh, go straight to the man himself, Mr. Kennedy. How are you this week? The man himself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's true, actually, because we're doing this show by ourselves. It's just you and I today, which is really cool. So all those guys who can't stand an English accent and an Irish accent and are expecting an Aussie accent, they're going to be sadly disappointed. We apologize in (laughs) advance. (laughs) And just while while I got the mic, I just want to remind guys about MomentumAustralia.org, our website. You know, lots of information, lots of information on there that will help you on your journey, podcasts. Um, and also YouTube videos and so forth. So please, mm. and also if you want to donate to Momentum, you can do that at that site. And also our care line, if guys, if you're doing life on your own, uh, please don't just reach out to our care line for a safe and confidential conversation, 1-800-000-636, seven days a week. Cool. And how are you, Tim? Uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm well. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to this week's show. Just, um, just on the care line days, bouncing off the back of that, you know, um, Loneliness is, is certainly one thing, but there's also moments in life, and this is kind of what we're going to be talking about this week, mm. where you perhaps are dealing with something, struggling with something, wrestling with something uh, that you don't necessarily want to talk about in your current circles, right? Yeah. It's, it might be a little bit too close to the bone, or you're just not sure that these people are going to have your back, so to speak, uh, and you need something that's confidential and safe outside of your usual circle. That's Another great reason to step into the care line space, that one 636 because we are talking this week about authenticity. Yeah, we are. Right? And uh, we're, we're going to explain why we're doing that this week in just a moment. But this is a space, I think, that uh, a lot of us can struggle with, particularly in the church world days. And so I, I thought, you know, we might we might look at what, what, what that actually means to be authentic, but what does it mean to be authentic in certain parts of our life and also in our faith as well? I mean, that's going to... Yeah. We'll unpack that throughout the show, but let's let's start at the beginning because you and I have been in the church world a fair bit, and we've seen a bunch of stuff, and we've been on the receiving end of certain things, mm. and we've had our own experiences. And l- let me throw to you then, for for you, when you were thinking about this topic, why do you think that this is important? This idea of authenticity. Well, it's it's um, it's fundamental and core to how we do life. You know, if we are not authentic and real and genuine and raw about our world, how on earth can we, you know, be examples for our family? How on earth can we be examples to other men? How on earth can we be Christ-like, you know, if we don't have those fundamentals of our life 
sewn in. And, you know, our relationship with our Father, our relationship with our Heavenly Father, our relationship with, with Jesus in terms of our faith is so reliant on us being open and honest in that context. Yeah, I mean, it, it does sound good. It almost sounds a little idyllic because let's be honest, um, I, d- I don't know that any of us has ever really fully reached that space of being 100% <laughs> I, did, I didn't say I was there. Just <laughs> 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 and, not, and you're right, you know, it's, it's easy to say these words. Um, and I guess, I guess other people looking at us will look at us and say, hey, man, he talks the talk, but does he walk the walk? And mm. And it's, and it's very easy to fall into that trap where we use Christianese and language that we've sort of got, got to know in the church world. Sure. Uh, but it's not real for us in practical reality. So I saw a quote, and I, I may not do it justice, but I saw a quote the other day that said uh, something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing, the world has become so fake that the truth really now starts to bother people. Something along those lines. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? I, I thought about that and I thought uh, that is true. Yeah. You know, uh, because sometimes it's easier to give people what we think they want as opposed to our real authentic self. And, and that's true, and certainly in the church circles. I mean, where do you find an authentic church? What does an authentic church look like? There are so many flavors. There are so many ways of looking at things that it's hard to know. And, and let me give you an example. I mean, I, over the last month or so, I've had the opportunity to go and talk to, you know, the local Catholic priest, for example. Mm. And in that conversation, you know, there was a authenticness that I I hadn't seen in many evangelical Christians. And just in terms of um, his understanding of what they call the Eucharist or, or uh, the Lord's Supper and so forth, and I and I and I warmed to that because it, I could tell he was genuine. Um, and, and also, I went to the local Anglican church. In fact, I was preaching in the local Anglican church, and and you know they had the old pews and you know little gates and things. And and while that was cute, it, it actually was really authentic in terms of how they did that service. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting the whole panorama of being authentic so this this may be a little challenging but let me just push back on that a little because i i i grew up in the church of england and there's something about that that i also quite like right there's something about the the tradition um uh just the age of all of that and the to some degree the not the religiousness but something reverent about that and and and, you know I, i and I kind of like that, but part of me also thinks that I'm looking at it through my childhood <laughs> eyes, which was very young and very innocent and, uh, and you know, that sort of thing. A question for you then, Tim, if I, could, I may. I mean, let's talk about that, the religious aspect of that or mm. the reverence side of that. Mm-hmm. Would it be your thought that the reverence that used to be in the church that appears now to be lacking in the church is not necessarily a good thing? Because that's authentic. Well, I think I think here's the challenge, there's, and this is where I think we need to define reverence versus religiousness. Yes, right. Because, and this is what I was possibly going on to say, something along the lines of: I look back at that and I go, there was something about the reverence that I like. But now that I go back, after having been in, for me, the Pentecostal movement for many, many years, I go back to that and I go, man, this feels religious and stuffy and lifeless to me. Yeah. And once when I thought it was reverent. Um, I still see that piece, but I also yeah. feel like there's something about it that, for me personally, yeah. 
yeah. doesn't feel like a good fit anymore. Then moving to the Pentecostal movement, I'm like, there's something that's more free and open about that, but then you lack the reverence yes. to some yes. degree, but you can yeah. do. So yes. I think it is yeah. finding that balance of we want to give uh, God reverence. Absolutely, we should mm. absolutely give that space. But how do we do that authentic- authentically without it being religious, stuffy, dull, boring, feeling like I've got to fit in a box and you know be a certain thing that I'm not, I don't feel comfortable being to feel like I fit into this space. Yeah. And I think here's the irony of the church that we've potentially created these days is that we've got these environments where uh, at some stage we've all come to realize that we need Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Yes. Right? I may have said this before. So, But we, we come into this space where we at one stage have realized that we're sinners and we need the grace and forgiveness of Jesus and so we get saved, we put our hand up, we get saved, and then we enter this environment, <laughs> which then, whether it's written, unwritten, or not, I'm not sure, but it feels to me, and let's just say that as a disclaimer, it feels to me that then we create this environment where everybody's then got to show up and just be perfect, or feel like we've yeah. got to be perfect on a Sunday yeah. morning or Sunday night, rather than going, but hold on, at some stage I've acknowledged that I'm a sinner, and just because I now have Jesus in my life, doesn't suddenly mean that all of my sin and all of my habits and all of my yeah. previous life just suddenly disappears. Yes, it's under the blood, yeah. but I've got to work my way out of that. And that is part of the Romans 12 piece where I'm being transformed by the renewing of my mind. And that just takes a bit of time. It, it takes a lifetime, in fact, not just a little time. And so, you know, you've been on the faith journey an awful lot longer than I have. And, and <laughs> Good on you for that. <laughs> I, was a, I was a bit slow in the uptake, but, but but after 58 years, I finally got there. But the thing is this, that you know we are all on a journey. And I think what you've just described is one of the reasons why men are reluctant to go to church, who yeah. you know, say, say to themselves, well, you know what, I'd rather go out into the bush and walk along and commune with God and talk and pray and, mm. and mm. you know, listen to podcasts of scripture because that for me is more authentic that's more real the question then is how can we bring that realness back into the church community 100 percent. so then let me ask you Des, do you think that that is partly how we feel like the blockage of us opening up is partly that we're just uncomfortable in that space as blokes or is it partly that it's the environment that we're in that doesn't feel conducive to us stepping into that space, or perhaps a little bit of both? Uh, look, I think it's both. Look at men's groups, for example. Um, I love going to men's group um, where, you know, guys can pray with each other, you know, put their arms around each other. I remember going to one of the first groups I went to when I became a Christian was on the Gold Coast. And I went along and it's a dear friend of mine, Paul Dinkerman, who will probably listen to this <laughs> and remember the event. But we, we both went to this uh, mixed connect group. And so the guy who was leading the group said, hey, let's, uh, let's just break into twos and threes and pray with each other. Mm. And so by coincidence, um, Paul, who I'd never met before, uh, and I were standing face to face. <laughs> and I said, Paul, I don't like praying in public. And he said, neither do I. And so, <laughs> and so it was, it, that, that example was a real thing between him and I. We became really close mates after that because. That was the great icebreaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Because we were prepared to be um, 
open and authentic with each other. And I mm. think that's a real message for guys. If you're if you're going to a group, and you know you, there's nobody talk, just just say something. Just you know talk about your heart and what's bothering you. And you know it's amazing how God can use that to uh, to influence not only you but the people that are around you. I'm endorsing what you're saying, Des, but I'm also mindful of the fact that some guys listening have probably tried that at some stage, and maybe had <laughs> some really poor experiences. And yeah. in fact maybe shared something really personal that's come back to bite them. Oh, yeah. That, that yeah. somebody has used against them or they've run to the pastor or, you know, and they've been ostracized or frowned upon or the black sheep or whatever it may be. And I'm not trying to, again, knock the church, but what I am saying is that, I mean, yes, ideally, we, we will always push for authenticity or momentum and yeah. vulnerability and getting connected and opening up and having those sorts of conversations. I think also there should be a disclaimer that says, you know, perhaps test the water first with some yeah. people. Yes. And look for those sorts of people in the men's group, yeah. in your church, that you get a good vibe from, that you feel um, that you can trust, that you do feel safe with to go, if I expose this part of my life or I talk about what's happening for me at a personal level, I get a sense that they're going to be okay with stepping yeah. into that space. Yeah, and it's and it's funny uh, you should say that because there's a, I've just started to go to a new church and there's a, another guy um, who's from Tasmania. This gentleman's called Lloyd and Lloyd um, and I go out fishing occasionally. Not that I'm a fisherman, but we go out fishing uh, in his boat. And, you know, that's a great opportunity just to talk about our world and talk about what's happening in our in our world. And, and over the last little few times, you know, we have got quite open and raw about how we feel about things, him and his life and me and my life. And mm. the issues are very, very different. But, you know, one of the things that's interesting is, is you can look at somebody in on a Sunday morning and another guy and you say, wow, you know, he's, you know, got his life sorted out. He's got a lovely marriage. He's got, you know, um, he's got kids. He's got lots of money. He's, you know, whatever that looks like. But, you know, just under the surface of all of us, there's stuff there that needs to be dealt with and needs mm. to be talked about. And and that's when you find out who's authentic and who's real. Yeah, 100%. Also, I will just say before we go to a quick break, I mean, the truth is that we, we talk about the highlight reel on social media, right? I mean, nobody's putting up their bad stuff. Okay, some people are starting to put up their bad stuff on social media, but a lot of it is highlight reels. This is the yeah. the amazing parts of my life. Yes. And to some degree, we get that snapshot on a Sunday morning for an hour and a half when people mm. rock up at a church. But yeah. of course, we know that that's not necessarily a true representation of their life, which is why it is always good to dig deeper. So yeah. we're talking authenticity on this week's Momentum. It's Tim and Dave's doing uh, uh, just the, the two-bloke special uh, today. Um, let's come back after the break and let, let's look at what that might look like for us to step into a greater authenticity. What sort of things do we perhaps need to do? What sort of questions might we need to ask ourselves? And then when it comes to our faith, how do we become more authentic, not in just uh, living out our faith, but perhaps sharing our faith? So a lot to look forward to on the other side of this break. This is Momentum with Tim and Days. In the meantime, have a quick squeeze around our website, MomentumAustralia.org, and we'll be back with part two real soon. This is Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401-132-888. 
You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. Okay, well, welcome back to this week's Momentum. MomentumAustralia.org, by the way, is our website. Uh, you can check out a full bunch of stuff on there about who we are, um, where we are, actually, Ed. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff on there, too. You can have a look around and uh, help help you on your journey of life. You can hear the podcast. And, of course, uh, if you would like to support us, we do uh, we do things pretty leanly as far as momentum is concerned financially. So uh, it'd be great to have you on board in a financial sense because you know what? We we reach men and women and families all around Australia. And uh, not that we have all the answers, but we're just trying to uh, to help you guys on your journey as best we can. And of course, the Momentum Care Line too at one 800 636 a service that can help you out if you need a confidential chat about something that's happening in your life. Because as we're talking about this this week on authenticity, sometimes we can find it really hard to be authentic with those around us. So we're going to explore that space a little bit more now. Um, you know, as we've talked about this idea of some of the blockages in church as to why we may struggle with authenticity and this idea, particularly that, uh, you know, when we walk in on a Sunday morning, we've got the we've got the highlight reel on display. You know, we've not got the full picture of people's lives. We've just got the highlight reel. And people can often look really perfect and their lives look great and their families look all smiley and well-dressed and their kids reasonably well-behaved. And, you know, we can feel like we just don't cut it. You know, we've been arguing with the wife and the kids on the car on the way in and we're down to our last 50 bucks in the bank. And, you know, we're hanging on by a thread here. And, we walk into this environment where we get the highlight reel and feel like we don't fit. Isn't it so true? I mean, there's a story is told of this couple here driving with their kids in the car and they're yelling and screaming at each other on their way to church. <laughs> and as soon as they walk in the door, they're the most loving couple you could ever yeah, come we across. Smile and we, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. yeah. That's right. And as guys, that can really throw us, let's be yeah, honest, yeah. right? We can feel like we're walking into this thing and we're going like, oh man, I don't feel like I fit here. Yeah, so we, we talked about the two elements of that. One is, you know, our... Our, um, the, the, that environment, the church environment, which sort of expects people to be good and hugging and all the stuff that we do, and that's okay in its own spot. To look a certain way and sound a certain yeah, way. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, raise our hands when we meant to and all, all that sort of stuff. But how do we feel inside? What is real inside of us that, you know, stops us from... Mm. You know, if I if I walk into church and there's a guy that I know and I walk up and say, hey, man, I need to talk to you because my life's a disaster. Mm. That's sort of authentic conversation that mm-hmm. we need to be able to have. We do. So so then I, I think for guys particularly, let's let's explore some of the things. Uh, and maybe I'm going to use myself as an example, right? Just to... Is that a good that, thing? That, I'm not sure that's well, a good thing. Well, I think it is because, <laughs> no, again, you and I have been around the church world long enough. And, and again... Uh, you know, my early days of church, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, I did. I mean, w- we were in quite a conservative church as in like it was, you know, black pants, black shoes and a shirt and I was in the worship team. So we were always reasonably dressed uh, and and there was a degree of feeling like yeah. you had to sound a certain way with your speech and certainly dress a certain way. Yes. And uh, yes. It was certainly, it wasn't frowned upon, but it wasn't a conducive atmosphere to going, hey, I'm really struggling with X, Y, Z. Like, it just wasn't that sort of church. And I remember feeling very kind of frustrated by that after a few years because I didn't feel that I could be authentic. And I felt like, not that I was performing to some degree, but in some ways I kind of was uh, without realizing it. It's interesting talking about that. I actually, a church I went to not that long ago, um, one of the guys who was the leader of the worship team, and um, 
after it was two services and after the second service, he actually broke down. Mm. And he broke down because he was overcome with what was happening in his own world. He just sort of, his mm. his, his existence fell apart. Mm. Um, and not that it was earth shattering, but I just remember saying, wow, that's amazing that he is so authentic that, you know, he, he just has to deal with that. Here's the flip side of that, Des, right? Is that I look at that and I go, on one hand, it's brilliant that he did that. Mm. On the other, it's sad that he's had to wait to get oh, to yeah. that point. Yes. Right? Yes. That he actually no longer cares about what anybody else in the congregation yeah. is going to think. I'm so overcome by this. It's just coming out of me whether I want it to or not. But isn't that the way we should be? Isn't it? I mean, if we've got stuff in our world, if you can't open up in a church setting like that, you know, unless it's something that's a man-type issue. But, you know, if you can't open up and just let it all out, man, where do you do that if you don't do it there? Well, this is the challenge, mm. and this is why I think a lot of men struggle with church because they yeah. don't feel that they've, they've got an environment they can do that, yeah. which is why we are always pushing for men to get connected, whether it's in a in church. We're not knocking. Not, not all churches are bad. That's not what we're saying. No, no, no. Whether it's you've got a church that you can do that or you find that in your men's group or you take it off-site through the week, do a lunch, do a coffee, do a one-on-one with somebody you feel like you can trust and, and offload there. Or even if you don't want to do that, get a professional, pay for it. Right? Go to a counselor, go to a psychologist, whatever it may be, but you yes. need to have an outlet yes. for that stuff. And also then, you know, so we've talked a little bit about that there about environment, right? And that how that can oppress us from opening up. So yes. find an environment, find a space where you can feel like you can be authentic. The second thing is then, Des, what's actually happening for me in that moment, right? So is it the environment and does that shut me down? Or is it something greater happening for me? So let me expand on that. It might be that then suddenly if I step into that environment, I don't want to say anything because I carry shame yes. around who I am or what I'm currently doing, maybe still yes. as a Christian, or yeah. things that I have done in the past. Maybe it's on me. Maybe that's not the church. Maybe that's actually me that I'm carrying that. Mm. And so that stops me from actually being authentic. Maybe it feel when I walk in and I see all of these perfection things, well, my self-worth and my self-identity isn't super great, so I don't feel good enough. Yes. I don't feel like I belong here, and it's actually got nothing to do with the church. It's actually everything about how I feel about myself yeah. that I'm then, to some degree, projecting onto the church, right? Yeah, so, I mean, there's, totally. there's two sides of the story here. Absolutely, and, and you know, the whole embarrassment thing, even in front of our mates and so forth, um, because we do put this... Um, image up that you know we're also super spiritual or, or whatever, um, and so and so you know it's it's interesting. It really is interesting. Yeah. Well, the the irony of that is that you know I, I like to say and I've it, I didn't coin this phrase, but I have heard it and I quite like it. You know, we're spiritual beings having an earthly experience. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the truth is, you know, uh, it always makes me laugh when Christians say, oh, "Oh, I don't want to sound super spiritual." I'm like, "But we are like we." We're, we're we're in an earthly body, but yeah. we're, we are, I believe, spirit being. When the Holy Spirit comes into us, you know, I mean, yeah. we we take on a different character and different nature, and we should be. That's the whole idea of being Christians. Yes. We're becoming more Christ-like. Mm. Mm. But as I like to say, the, the salvation is instantaneous, but the transformation is a lifetime. And if we yeah. can get that as a church, but as men, to go, yeah. it's it's look, it's not okay that 30 years down the track, I still might be struggling with something. But until I get authentic with it, you know, yeah. 
I'm about that with somebody and have some accountability, take some responsibility, do some backstory work, um, I'm not going to get that healed or fixed. It's not magically going to happen. No, that's right. right. And so there is that walking out of the journey, but also, you know, not not going, oh, well, God's grace is enough so I can just keep sinning and keep whatever. No, yeah. no, no, no. Let's yeah. find that balance, right? That's not authentic. <laughs> not authentically wrong. <laughs> I mean, the question is, um, because obviously men who are in that space and who want to get out of that space need to ask themselves some, you know, questions internally before they talk about it externally. They need to mm. talk about it internally to themselves and say, how am I going to confront this issue? You know, um, is it what, what I need to do in me? What do I need to pray about that I can get changed in? Um, mm. What are your thoughts around those questions that we would ask ourselves? Yeah, I think, look, I think, I think the first thing is that, that uh, come back to the only thing I can control in inverted commas is myself. Yeah. Right. So if I go into a church, it's up to me to discern whether this is a space that I can mm-hmm. and whether it's me that's stopping it or whether yeah. it's a space that I can't and therefore I need to find somewhere that's more authentic for yeah. me. I yeah. think that's the first thing, right? The, the second thing is then if we discern that it's me, then I need to take a look at myself and go, okay, where do I genuinely feel like I may be stopping myself or I'm chameleoning, I'm wearing a mask, I'm becoming yeah. all things to all men, but not in a good way because I'm afraid of what they may think, their judgments, my shame, whatever it may be. I think there's some deeper questions that need to be asked mm. as guys to go, when stuff happens for me and I feel a certain way or I feel shut down and blocked down or whatever, what's happening for me personally? And there might be some of the backstory that I need to look at. Yeah. Um, and therefore, what's my trigger points, right? Yeah. And for a lot of us, there's childhood trigger points that are still active as adults, we just don't recognize them. Mm. And it could be something from way, way back that has been a deep trigger that happens in certain environments or when certain people speak to me a certain way or I feel rejected or whatever it may be, and it triggers something very deep down, which again is not the church's problem. That's actually on me. So yeah. I think the, the first thing for guys is get aware of what's actually happening for you. Check the environment and go, is it an environmental thing or is it more about me? And if it is about me, then let's have, have some discussions around that with my wife or a good friend or a counselor or a psychologist or something and, and start delving into that space yeah hey look that's it for this week's show been really great to have you tuning in and again encourage you to listen to uh, some other shows in the meantime momentumaustralia.org and uh, we will look forward to being back with you again next week until then you take care and god bless you've been listening to momentum a show that helps men succeed in life for more information or to hear this week's show again go to momentumaustralia.org You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum.